I'm with Caroline Peckham of Peckham Cider from New Zealand. Uh, she's here in New York City. Caroline, you were at the festival last week. I flew over specially from New Zealand to attend the Shelton Brothers Festival. So we were in Atlanta last weekend and I worked my way through North Carolina, saw the eclipse on Monday, and here I am in New York heading off to London tomorrow. Peckham's is fairly new in the United States. So why don't you give us the story, the background. Tell us the Peckham story. We started Peckham's about 10 years ago. Peckham's was born, as it were, in 2008 when we moved to the area of Upper Mootery near Nelson in the top of the South Island. So we are based in the top of the South Island near a little town called Nelson. We're about 20 miles out of there. Nelson is thriving, arty, um, full of little artisans, full of art and theatre and music and it's the most amazing little town and it's in the most incredible place. We're surrounded by mountains, beaches, sea, uh, amazing walks. So we are 20 miles out of there in an area called Upper Mootery. And Upper Mootery is surrounded, well we are surrounded by vineyards, amazing wineries. We're opposite probably New Zealand's best winery, producing some fantastic Chardonnay out of the Mootery clay, where we grow our fruit on. We have fabulous range of fruit, boysenberries, blackcurrants, uh, feijoas, and we're also in the heart of hop gardens. So all the beer geeks love coming to see us. We're surrounded by hops, things like Nelson Sovin that I think you know about in America. And in the middle of that, we have 40 acres of um, cider trees. Uh, cider apples are very rare in New Zealand, so when we first uh, thought we wanted to make cider, we couldn't just go out to the nurseries and buy cider apples. So we had a hard time initially sourcing them, and the way we did that is that we went and traveled around the country, word of mouth, speaking to people, and we found old heritage orchards that had been planted even with some of the early settlers or European settlers into New Zealand. And we had a great time pouring through handwritten orchard maps, trying to work out what varieties were what. And we collected a whole load of cyan wood and gradually built up our cider collection over the years. So that whole process started in about 2008. We now have 30 or so different cider varieties on the property. And we have about a thousand pear trees as well. Yeah, so it was very much a very steep learning curve. We didn't really come out of the whole apple growing orcharding background. We both have a background in environmental business. And when I talk about we, I'm talking about myself and my husband, Alex. So it's very much a family business. Alex is the cider maker and we just did everything together right from the start. And now there are four of us full time working on the cidery and the orchard. So yeah, the varieties uh, in New Zealand, mainly English style varieties, some of the names you might be familiar, some not, things like Kingston Black, which is the king of cider apples, Broxwood Foxwell, Chisel Jersey, Sweet Alford, Knotted Kernel, and a bunch of uh, 
Spanish ones like Sidero and French ones as well, uh, like Rosa du Perche. And they all do kind of what, they don't really do what they should be doing according to the UK um, or France or Spain because um, obviously our climate is very different. So the kind of climate that these apples are grown in, we have lovely warm to hot, long summers, dry summers. And we have lovely cold winters with plenty of ground frost, which is fantastic for the apple tree. It kills off all the uh, bugs and diseases. We have got an irrigated orchard, but we try and minimize irrigation as much as possible. Because while we're not looking for you know volume and big, fat, watery apples, we're looking for quality and taste. So we try and manage the orchard to try and get the best out of our apples as possible. And harvest time is pretty long for us because of the so many different type of varieties we start off in mid-february which will sound weird to you guys but that's the beginning of our of our autumn fall and we go all the way through to end of may and we do everything ourselves so we grow the grow the fruit grow the apples we harvest we have a press we press the juice we slow ferment, we let it mature in, in tanks, we use stainless tanks but we also have a growing number of uh, oak barrels that we are putting some of our special ciders into and yeah we can and we bottle on site so it's very much um, a little kind of own sustainable little business that we, that we run there. And you guys make a really interesting variety of products, it's not just straight apple cider you've got ciders with some unique ingredients can you tell us about some of the specialties that you make we have obviously we make wait the straight apple cider and we have a variety of those depending on what apples we can blend together in the orchard but as i said we are surrounded by the most amazing fruit we're in the heart of fruit growing country uh, probably the best fruit growing area in the whole of new zealand so we have this amazing choice of fruit that we can use with the ciders. Um, our philosophy is very much keep it local. So we focus only on the local fruit. So we do cider with blackcurrant. We do cider with boysenberry, which is a cross between a blackberry and a raspberry for anyone who doesn't know what a boysenberry is, although you do have them in, in the US here. We have wild elderflower bushes growing in our pear orchards. So we have uh, cider with elderflower. We collect, we handpick the elderflowers and make a cordial of that and blend it back into the cider. And we have a cider with feijoa. So feijoa is a kind of classic New Zealand fruit. Everybody has a little feijoa shrub or bush in their backyard. It's from the guava family, originally from South America, and it's got this amazing tropical, fresh, vibrant, almost pineapple-y taste to it. And then, of course, because we're surrounded by all these incredible hops, we also do a cider with hops. One of the few things that isn't local, but we do this cider as well, is a cider with cardamom. We created this cider for a local beer and cider festival a few years ago, and we buy in big, fat, green cardamom pods from Guatemala via a company in Auckland in New Zealand. And we boil those up and we create a, a cardamom syrup, as it were, and blend that back into the cider as well. And that cardamom cider is fantastic with any spicy food. Caroline, what got you and your husband interested in starting a cidery once you moved from England to New Zealand? 
Okay, well, we moved um, over from the UK to New Zealand about 14 years ago. And we were running a business in the UK that involved a lot of sitting at desks and sitting at computers. And we had three young children at the time. And we thought, okay, let's throw ourselves into something completely different. So we did. We, we did the whole kind of... Uh, sustainable lifestyle thing we we had chickens we had goats that we milked we made our own yogurt and cheese we grew our own vegetables and so kind of making our own cider was a little bit a part of that whole period of uh, or stage of life that we were in at the time when we went to our local bar in the first sort of few weeks of arriving where we were in New Zealand, we had a cider and we ordered a cider and we didn't really recognize it as a cider that we, were, we knew and loved from the UK. So we thought, okay, we're just going to have to make our own. We were at the time living next to an abandoned apple orchard and we asked them if we could use their fruit. So we started making cider literally in the kitchen and a lot of that cider had to be thrown down the kitchen sink. It was pretty battery acid like in those early days and then about four years later we moved to Nelson where we are now and um, we thought okay let's give this a go and we just started from there Uh, there were already some apples on the orchard and we thought well let's graft those over to cider varieties and that's when we started hunting out these cider varieties because they just weren't there and we did it for the first three years as a bit of a sideline I started selling cider at the local farmers market um, in Nelson we only have a couple of farmers markets in Nelson but I took my ciders there and a lot of people liked them and then local cafes began ordering and we built up from there and then about three years in we thought okay we're gonna really have to do this seriously and put some investment in and go for it or just have it as a hobby that's taking up all our time so Yeah, we decided to just go for it, and that's when we we really started moving things forward a bit more. So it could have turned out if you didn't like the milk and you wanted some Guernseys, you could have been in the in the cattle or dairy business. <laughs> yeah, we could. You could have always oh, imported uh, the English cider, but you really uh, decided to do it right from the ground up. Yeah, we decided we needed to do it ourselves. I mean, uh, it could have swung either way. We have a lot of people who, you know, start off with a with a milking goat and they build up their herd, and before you know it, they're selling this amazing goat's cheese. But yeah, we we just went down the apple route. Yeah, and speaking of goats and apples, um, we did actually plant just a handful of trees in the early days of the cider varieties and you know we were hanging on in there because it takes three years before you get any kind of decent fruit to actually juice and we were just getting stuck into year three getting all excited and of course our goats jumped the electric fencing and just ate all the cider apple trees down to the ground so we were kind of back at square one put a little bit more voltage on those fences <laughs> <laughs> yeah you sure do with goats yeah uh, could you give us a description of how New Zealand apples, New Zealand cider apples differ from the apples that we might be familiar with here in the United States. I'm not so familiar with the cider apples in the US, but I can certainly certainly give you an idea of how most New Zealand ciders differ from the kind of ciders that we make here and the kind of ciders that you have in the in the states using these old traditional cider varieties. So There is a decent-sized cider industry in New Zealand, and in particular, there's one company quite close to us which has grown massively over the last sort of eight years or so, and their cider-making techniques are quite different. So 
They will use what we call packed house reject apples. So as I said, we're in a big apple growing area and 99% of that fruit will be going out to export markets. And it's varieties like Fuji's and Pacific Ladies and Pink Lady and, and things like that. So they get put through the grading process and any apple that's too small or too knobbly or hasn't got perfect skin gets rejected. So instead of throwing that fruit out, the cider companies, the bigger, more industrial cider companies will buy that fruit in at a very low price and they will make cider out of that fruit. Now we decided not to go down that route because couple of things one is that the varieties aren't specifically grown for purpose so they're not they're not these old varieties that have developed over the years for making a better quality or a more complex cider and two the fruit is picked unripe and however long you let it ripen in the bins it doesn't really ripen up so you've got kind of dessert fruit that has a lot of starch instead of full sugars and it makes a kind of classic New World cider, which is refreshing, easy drinking, sessionable, sort of one-dimensional, a good drinking cider. But with the cider apples that we use, you're going to get more complexity, more tannins, more acidic flavors and qualities in the cider. Yeah, again, the varieties are important, but also the way we harvest them. So we let the apples tree ripen on the tree. And so at the beginning of harvest, we're running around frantically looking at these apples that are dropping on the ground and we're testing them with iodine to look at the starch levels. And we're just going, oh, hold off, hold off. You know, they're not ripe yet. So we do everything possible to make sure we're using really ripe fruit. Having tasted Peckham Cider, you guys must have earned some kind of citation and awards. It's so good. Thank you, Bob. We have only one true cider award in the whole of New Zealand. Cider is tagged along with a lot of the beer awards, but yeah, a lot of the beer judges don't necessarily understand the cider. So there are these awards, the New Zealand Cider Awards, specifically for cider only. And we're immensely proud to have been awarded Champion Cider, both in the 2015 awards and again Champion Cider in the 2016 awards. Which is fantastic because it's a recognition of all the hard work and all the passion and all the kind of integrity you put into the product. So we're, we're delighted with that. And we're also super excited because it looks like we're going to be coming again to the U.S. to attend CiderCon 2018, I think. I, I believe it's in February of next year. And yeah, we may be one of a few cider makers from New Zealand to come along to CiderCon in February 2018 to share our experience of cider making in New Zealand and to meet with all these amazing cider makers, particularly from the United States, but also from the rest of the world. So immensely looking forward to that. And CiderCon will be in Baltimore this spring. I believe it will be in Baltimore. Well, Carolyn, thank you so much for coming to New York after your long journey down in the south. And if you do make it to Baltimore, you better come back to New York and, and share some more of this fantastic cider with us. I would be delighted, Bob. I have had such an amazing time here in New York. I'm hanging out with you guys. It's just been an incredible experience. I've seen some amazing bars and spoken to some wonderful, passionate people about beer and cider. So yeah, I'll take you on on that invitation. You might see me back here next year. Thank you.